I'm Scott. This is Gavin. And I'm Craig. This is going to be great. Pointless podcast bollocks. Why don't you just try and enjoy yourself? I'm not keen on dogs with tails. Craig, what are you talking about? of him and I'm sick of you. Chill the fuck out, man. <laughs> Jeez, I'm scared to say anything now in case I sound like another Jim Henson creation. Talking bollocks again, are we, Scott? I had a goldfish called Pete for 23 years. It wasn't the same fish, you just bought a new one every time it died. I know, that's what I mean. Welcome to Major's Mess Hall. Right, go on, switch that off. Come on. Well, welcome to Major's Mess Hall, episode 59. With me, as always, is Gavin. Yeah. Craig. Yeah. And, myself, and myself, Scott. We got Mike the Bot on, on, as a guest today, and a really great guy. I always worry about this, this, us using the term bad. Maybe we need to explain, because not all our listeners know what that is, so... It's 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 like the Canadian word for, well, it's like American word, bud. Yeah. You know, like friend, but like buddy, like hey buddy, and then yeah, it goes to bud, yeah. and then it goes to bad. Hey bud, how's it going, bud? Hey bud. So yeah, Target and Torrance coined it, and uh, it basically when they call you a bad, it means you're a really good guy. So or girl, and uh, Mike is Mike the bad because he is a really good guy and does a lot for Target and Torrance and started off doing it. Um, in his spare time and it went from there and he's a great guy and we're gonna have a good chat with him but before we chat with him we're gonna chat with craig the bad craig how have you been mate yeah i've been all right have you how's uh what have you been up to first just get that question out the way i've been up to anything since yeah. last podcast <laughs> okay so well that doesn't surprise me because that's the answer every time we ask you that question but what how's work then how's work going um, yeah, it's all right. Well, like people keep saying to me, like you need to you need to press Craig more. You can't just ask him a question, and then he, he gives you the answer, and, and then you leave it. You need to prod him more. So I've got I'm gonna have to ask you more questions, mate, to try and get some more juice out of you. That came out wrong, but you know what I'm saying. So uh, basically, okay, so you haven't done anything all week. You must have done something. So have you have you rid, rode the bus this week? Have you been on the bus? No. Uh-huh. A long time since I went on the bus. Yeah. Okay. Well, How about the zoo? Yeah. Have you been the zoo? Um. No, not recently. Uh, have you been for any nice meals? Um. Yeah. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Uh, my and Leanne's anniversary, so I went out for a meal. Did you? Where did you go? Yeah. Uh, a place called the Bassett Hound. Oh yeah. What did you order? Well, nothing else, nothing jumping out at me really, so I just got myself um, a southern fried chicken burger. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Nothing jumping out at you off the menu. Well, I, got, I had like scallops for a starter. Did you? Scallops and bollocks. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so you did that, and then uh, what, <clears throat> what else did you do? Just had me and then went to the hands and then came out. Yeah. Did you hop on the good foot and do the bad thing? Oh, chicka bow wow. What's that? Oh, Christ. Did you bump buglies? <laughs> no, I didn't. 
No, he just he just played a game of crib and went to sleep. Okay, mate. Right. Well, so I need to know how your working week has been, Craig. I need to know what you've done in work. Has any patients swore at you? Have they threw the tea at you? I need to I need to know the scoop, mate, on what's going on in work because my mum. This is a few weeks ago now. Said she's seen you stood outside the hospital. And where Craig works, by the way, to all our listeners. And she asked you what you were doing. And you said, waiting for your shift to start. And she asked you when it started. And you said something like, in two hours' time. It wasn't long. It wasn't fucking two hours or whatever. So uh, why do you wait outside? Just go in. It's too early. It's just wait Five outside. minutes early. Bit. Just go in. Get started. No, I'll wait until like 2.59 and I'll go in. Fucking hell, right down to the fucking minute. You won't give that place any more than what he has to. Good times. I know, it's just, try, I'm trying to get conversation out of him. I can't believe nothing happens in your week, mate. Something must happen where you go, I don't quite like that, that was good, that was a good part of my week. Well, since I've been back from holiday, we haven't really, me and the Anna haven't really done much. Fucking hell. She's got like another little job now, like, body shop so it's hard to like, do stuff now okay well that's interesting so tell us about that the body shop right so what does she have to do she's like um, she takes orders from people and, uh, and she delivers them and all that gives them the stuff what they ordered and she gets, she gets like part part of the money and or whatever it's called like yeah so it's essentially so, like yeah. it's like Avon or yeah, is it, yeah. That Mary yeah, like Mary that. Kay is that another one, Scott? Yeah, that's what Lynn does. Yeah, so that's uh, so it's kind of the same thing. So have you bought anything off of then, Craig? Nah. Fucking hell. <laughs> do you want, do you want to do some promoting now on here because people might want to like all the stuff off it? Can't be asked. All our listeners are all into them about their bodies and stuff, so they might want to buy some like face masks and shit like that. Don't want to do any of that, no. It's <laughs> shit like that, Craig. <laughs> Craig, you've you've got to uh, you've got to do something, mate, with your life on this podcast. You've got we've got to get you involved more. We have to get you involved. I feel like you're dropping off the planet, mate. It, it seems like every time we do an interview, we always got to say we also have a third co-host, but and like we're giving excuses for him why he's not there. I know. It's like we need to get you talking more, mate. We need to get you involved in the pod more. So maybe we'll have to come up with a new feature for you or something because you, you retired your last one, Kragaloki. You threw that one away. She didn't want to do it anymore. And I agree because it is shite. But you need a new one. So maybe we can get our thinking caps on, the three of us, and try and come up with a feature for Craig. Mm. Yeah, sure. You now, mate. What, 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 what is up with you? Because you sound more boring than normal now. Are you preoccupied with something? I know. What's going on over there? Stop moving your mic. Oh. It's, it, you know how the annoying is for me holding it? Okay, well, we've got to That's figure I, out... We've got to, I do. No, no, we, we have to figure out a way of getting you so you don't hold it anymore. So maybe when I come over, we can find something that, like, we can buy something in the shop that you can attach it to or get some sort of a mic stand or something that you can put it on. Because you can't keep knocking at me. It's that I understand your situation. I do. I'm not. I'm not. not I'm not knocking it. I'm holding it by the legs, but the legs are quite loose. So every time I'm like just moving it a little bit, you just they cling, the clang. We've got to get it fixed, haven't we, Scott? It's it is loud. Yeah, I mean, I hold mine, but you can't. 
You can't just set it on a desk, stand it up. I've got no desk. Everything I've got is just all covered. Yeah, he does oh. not. He's literally. He's right now. He's on his bed. I'm gonna say he's probably lying on his belly. Is that right? No, I'm sitting up. Oh, okay. Normally he lies like a fucking beached whale on his bed, but okay. <laughs> so like he's sitting on his bed with the mic in his hand and the laptops on the bed, isn't it, Craig? Yeah. See, so yeah, yeah. be- oh, literally, all the action goes on on Craig's bed. <laughs> Everything that happens in that room happens on the bed. Sometimes I might be on my chair, but again, I'm still holding it. Yeah. You don't like sitting on the floor? Fuck that. <laughs> Floor's fucking rock solid. Right, let's talk about... Let, we need to. We need, we need a discussion. We've got to bring Scott into this because, you know, Scott's fans are going to be wondering why Scott's not speaking and we don't want to upset Scott's dad. So we're going to have a quick chat and we're going to talk about worst injury that you've ever had because I know Scott's had a few. Craig, you've had some injuries. Let's talk about the worst injury you've ever like pain you've ever felt an injury we'll start with uh we'll start with you scott because if we start with him he'll be that we'll be here all day i know i know what it is and i think you know what it is all right well go on then you do yours when i had the baseball get thrown at my face fucking hell is that it oh jesus baseball bats basically <laughs> yeah that's the most fucking pain i've ever had he says it, but it doesn't it sound like he was in some like proper like fight with someone and he pulled the bat out. Some literally had butterfingers and let go of it when he swung it. Yeah. It was literally an accident and he was just, in the wrong place. Just typically just flew right, right, my, right out my mouth. Did it break your tooth or anything? Well, strangely no tooth came out, but um, I've got like a scar on my upper lip and a scar inside my lower lip. What were you doing at a baseball game? You, you just... no, I, was, I was young back then. I was playing it. You were young back then? As opposed to being <laughs> old back then? I was, I was a kid. I'm playing a game of... Uh, we call it rounders. but It's basically it's cricket, basically. Well, we call it rounders. It's more like, so, it's more like uh, baseball. Yeah. yeah. Softball. And we were, on, and we were inside there. Like, it's like a gym. We're inside that. You were inside Jim, or Jim was inside you? Oh. It's like a a sports centre. They do all sorts in there. Over his head, yeah. And uh, so we were all playing a game. I was with, like, uh, old friends and all that. And I was uh, part of the field. And then there's this scally lad, quite tall, just holds the bat with one hand. It was quite a small bat as well, like a mini bat. And he hit the ball, but it, it slipped out of his hand and just flew right towards my face and hit my mouth, and uh, my mouth split open. And I got rushed to hospital. Fucking hell. Rushed to hospital? Ambulance? Yeah. Did you? Have you been in an ambulance? Yeah, I was in an ambulance when that happened. Well, yeah, fucking hell. That would have been funny, that, in the back, back of the ambulance with you. Imagine that. Why? Then I just would have been recording that. Because I just reckon you'd be more lively then than you are now. Probably saying more as well and making more sense. Yep. Scott? So I was wrestling. And I I jumped off the top rope and I came down at a wrong angle and I had my hand out in front of me and I landed with my hand and it bent all my fingers straight up. So my hands, my fingers were backwards. Shit. 
I broke I, I broke the whole bridge on my hand, my knuckles. Most pain so, you've ever, yeah. most pain you've ever felt is that. Yeah, I mean, I I had a, a a pipe shoot through my leg, but it killed the nerves in my leg, so I I didn't feel it. But there was a pipe stuck in there. <laughs> Random. So you've had way worse stuff happen to you, or at least I thought. Like, I'm surprised the electric shock never got mentioned. Well, I can't get, I can't have kids because I got uh, in another wrestling match. I got handcuffed to a rope, and the guy I was wrestling, which is named Johnny Showtime, pulled out a stun gun and hit me in the balls three times. Seriously? Seriously. Johnny Showtime killed your spam. My Olympic swimmers left. <laughs> really? They just got yeah. that. Was, that was it. Yeah, I can't have kids. Sterilized. Sterilized, man. Well, are you? Were you pissed? Were you annoyed? Did you want kids? I did, but I'm happy I don't. You, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm happy with with Jenny and Lynn, of course. You know what I have now, but I mean, it is what it is. The fans were cheering. <laughs> we you got must the reaction. pissed at him, no? For doing that. Yeah, especially when it was my stun gun. <laughs> oh, fuck, right. Okay. So so that happened, and then how did you find out that that was the outcome? Did you go and get checked straight away, or did Because you... I, I I tried to have kids, and and I we couldn't, and then when I got tested, it it was uh, bad. Like the swimmers were out of the pool. So then you obviously just said that this happened in wrestling, and they said that's probably what did it then. Yeah, yeah. That's so. fucking crazy, man. Yeah. I used to do really, really stupid shit just to get reactions. I know. Tell them about the time when you got hit in the face with a brick and it fucked your eye. (laughs) 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 Somebody chucked a brick and and it hit me like in the side of the head on my right side. And that's why my eye, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little bit crooked. And the more I'm, and the more tired I am, the more crooked it is, and like when I'm really, I'm really tired. If I cry, the tears run down my back. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, Scott can see 360 degrees around himself. We call him Owl Boy. Well, my dad said I should have been a pitcher at the baseball game. <laughs> I could see all three uh, bases at once. Oh. <laughs> uh. How about you, man? Oh, me? Probably about two years ago, I crushed my finger, my, my pinky finger. Or as we call it in the UK, little finger. Because I just think it sounds better than saying pinky finger. Got a trap um, underneath a, like a bit. We call them skips in the UK. Like a big, massive bin. Like metal uh, bin. That's like, uh, you can fill it with sand or anything. This, this particular stuff that was in there is called cellulose. And it's really heavy. Uh, it's got a lot of uh, coolant into it, and uh, I have my hand up, and you have to pull a chain so the bin tips forward off off the forklift. You've you've got it on the forklift, raised in the air over another giant bin, and you're dumping the contents of the small bin into the big bin. You pull the chain, and it tips forward, but there was too much weight at the back of it. So, and I have my hand in the wrong spot, and I was told to push it if it didn't all go. So I pushed it, and then because there was so much weight still in the back of the bin, it flung back at me and like literally like crushed my finger straight down on top of it I can't remember exactly how much weight was on top of my finger but I'll have to find out but it literally shattered 
um, the bone like in four places, but it shattered the little mini bone that's in between the two, like the joins two pieces together. So the fingers actually healed funny and I can't like if you look at it, it looks think a little thing looks crooked and uh, I also can't straighten it to its full extent and I can't like flex it as much as I used to be able to like it's it, it literally is like like if I ever have to punch anyone it'll probably break again because it's like I'd have to show you the picture of it for you to see but it's totally fucked but the good outcome with that was because it happened in work I was able to claim off workers comp and I got five grand out of it so that's not bad yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm tempted to do the other one because I need some uh, cash. <laughs> I got a I got battery acid in my eye too. Fucking hell, man! The fucked eye or the the other one? <laughs> the fucked one. Fucking hell, that eye is it's. How can you still see out of it after all this shit? <laughs> it's rough, but you know what happens. Yeah. Oh well, that's been that's been interesting conversation. I'm a little bit disappointed. Craig didn't have another story of how he got injured. Yeah, that's the only time, really. Well, Seems we'll... like you led a sheltered life. Right, should we jump into it now with Mike the Bad? <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, here's our interview with Mike the Bad. Hey, this is Jeremy Taggart. You're listening to Major's Mess Hall, Bad. Welcome to Major's Mess Hall. We are joined by Mike McFarland, but most people know him online as Mike the Bod. Everybody knows this guy. How's it going, man? I can't complain. I got a, a Ryan Diet Coke in hand. The Leaf game's going to be on in about an hour. It's a good Thursday night. I got to meet you uh, two weeks ago and uh, in Toronto. I had a drink with you, man. I, I thought you were a, a great guy, man. And I've well, seen thank how. You. Th- Seeing how busy behind the scenes you are running around for uh, TNT and yeah, uh, yeah it's it's been a it's been a busy I guess I'll say a busy month um, between the the TNT pilot and I had the opportunity to to fly out to Halifax and it was my first time out there and see the guys and and watch all the prep for the show and and watch the two recordings and then the book dropping and then the live tour starting. It's been, it's been a lot going on. It's, it's, it's really, I think for me, it's, it's really exciting to see just how far this, I guess, little podcast, not so little anymore, but how far it's come in the last three years that it's been on air. Oh yeah. It's just, it just blew up, didn't it? Like it just went crazy. And now they're just, they've got their fingers in all the pies now. Like there's so much stuff going on. And it's just a, yeah. it's just a really exciting time in the TNT world. Yeah, I think it's 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 a testament to their work ethic. I think of of working as hard as they can to get a pot out each week, and with their busy schedules and their busy family life, um, getting getting stuff out into into people's ear holes to listen to on a weekly or almost weekly basis, and just to see how far it's kind of come to, to, to landing the book deal to, to doing the TV pilot to doing their, I think this is their third, their third part podcast tour that they've started. Um, it's a, uh, it's pretty incredible to see and it couldn't happen to two better guys. They, so two of the nicest guys I've, I've ever met. Um, and I think it's, it's really cool just to see how many people have just rallied behind them and, and how enthusiastic the the body universe i guess if you want to call it is about um about everything that, that that's been going on 
that Toronto show that I went to go see TNT. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. You know, it's the day the Gord died, and man, it was like an emotional roller coaster. Man, you laughed and you felt bad. You know, and then I don't know for for one time in my life, I, I felt like I was part of Canadianity. Yeah, I think it's uh, that that week in general was a couple of sad circumstances between John Dunsworth and, and Gord Downey passing, um, and obviously each of the guys having their own unique tie to both of them. Um, I think it was a it was a lot for everyone, and I know the guys said this on the pod, and I, I think they said it at the Toronto show as well. It was just. If anybody wanted to be in a scenario where they could kind of be around people to, to help lift their spirits and have a laugh and and remember uh, how how amazing John was and how amazing Gord was and what they meant to all of us, so it was the perfect opportunity for that. So um, really sad that those things happened, but I think the fact that everyone who who cares about TNT or who is just starting to get exposed to TNT. Um, they they had arms all around them, giving them big hugs and making sure that uh, everyone was feeling okay from it. You know, for me, it was really weird. And, and I told Jonathan this, and he, he even thought it was weird. But honestly, I never heard of Tragically Hip till last year. Yeah. You know, because they're not as big down here, as massive as they are up there. And I never understood that because I love the music. Yep. And... I first found out about Gord Downey having brain cancer from the TNT con, uh, podcast when they announced it on their show. And then for me to be there the day he died, it was really weird, man. Yeah, it's... Uh, I think for for those that have been kind of ingrained with the hip, for me, like I, it's what I grew up with. I My dad had the, the Road Apples cassette tape um, and it used to be, that used to be kind of our, our anthem when we used to drive up to, to our cottage in Northern Ontario. So I've always just been around it and it's always just kind of been ingrained in me. And I think for a lot of people, even if you didn't like their music, you still kind of respected what they represented. And it, it was a big kind of, A, it was a big shocker when, when when Gord was diagnosed and I like we knew it was incurable we knew that his day would ultimately come but you you kind of never thought it would come um and when it did it was just it was like losing a close family member like you just felt this hole inside of you of this this amazing person who just connected with so many people on so many different levels and uh, it just there's never gonna. I don't think there will ever be another band like the Hip in Canada. Like we've we've obviously produced greats like Joni Mitchell and Gordon Lightfoot and Neil Young, and they've all been really important to the to the Canadian music scene. But the Hip was just so different that they were just kind of ours. Like they 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 played in the states and they were they were known in the states, but they were just there was just something that just felt like this is our band and. It's just, it was a really important piece of our of our culture. Yeah, totally. I got, I got to watch their documentary yesterday, a long time running, and yep, man, dude, it, it it hit me in the feels in the end, man. You know, and and to see, I got more respect for him than I did, you know, before I've seen it. So sure, 
And yeah, kind of... I had an opportunity. I got to see them on their what what is ultimately their their farewell tour last summer. Um, myself you got to go and with Wes. I, I hey. got to go with Wes. Oh, cool! And That's awesome. That was the as kind of sad as it sounds. That was the first and last time that I saw them. Uh, but to to be able to see them to be able to watch them perform songs across their entire catalog and just to see like everyone was just so invested in that show. And it was just, it was unbelievable. It'd be a night that I'll just, I'll never forget. It was probably, I've seen a lot of concerts in my day. That's definitely in my top three concerts that I've ever seen in my life. Oh, well, it's like, you know, the, the atmosphere that must've been, within that that space must have been absolutely incredible and it's it's something that you're never you're never going to get that at any other gig no matter who it is that's performing you're just never going to get that ever again so i mean cherish that for the rest of your life because that's i mean i'm absolutely amazing experience i'm sure yeah it was it it was well it was a weird night for two reasons and i i don't i may have brought this up before so i apologize but um so wes and i went which was awesome um, we got to the to the Air Canada Center. We go to get our our ticket scanned, and a big red X comes up on the scanner, and they're just like, "Sorry, guys, <laughs> you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go over to talk to some folks at this table." And Wes oh, no. is looking at me like, "Dude, did you just buy fake tickets? Like, what's going on here?" So we go over to this table, <laughs> and the the woman there asks us for our tickets. So I give them our tickets and she starts going through a whole bunch of envelopes. She's like, I'm really sorry, guys. The tickets that, that you guys bought weren't actually supposed to go on sale because they were doing construction in that part of the arena. Oh, no. um, so she's like, so as a, to help you out, like you're still going to see the show, but what we're going to do is we're going to put you up in a private box. Here's free food. You'll have your own private bartender and here's a, each of you will each get a free $20 program. Oh, and we wow. just kind of looked at each other just like, how is this happening? And like, the, again, <laughs> the show, the show itself is what kind of stole the night. But like, we're like, we go up to this box and everyone who's in that box is in the same situation as us. And everyone's just kind of looking at each other. Like, how did this happen? Like, how did we get these tickets that we weren't supposed to get? And then all of a sudden get put in this box where, we have a bird's eye view of the whole show uninterrupted and it was just that made it almost like just that was the icing on the cake for the night like just to be around people who were so invested again in that show and to be so fortunate to be able to see the show in a in a situation in a situation like that it was just phenomenal and of course only in canada is you know you're going to go up and they're going to apologize to you before giving you all yeah. this amazing stuff <laughs> it's only canada that that was happening so <laughs> sorry true. guys but we're going to upgrade you <laughs> well it, it, it's I, I like part of me thinks that they were planning that because like who's gonna go up there and say like no I don't want to go sit in a private box are you insane like we would never do that <laughs> but like just like the build up to that point was just like you could like you started to feel your heart crushing like oh my gosh we're not gonna see the show and they're gonna give us a refund and we're screwed and like what are we doing and then all of a sudden it's like here are two tickets to a box go enjoy the show and it's just like wow it. Yeah, it was a phenomenal night, and it was it was a, a great just for me personally a a, a very bittersweet way to kind of see them being that, kind of my first time seeing them, and unfortunately my last time. That was their second to last show, right? Because the last one was in Kingston. Uh, 
we went to the first Toronto show and they did three of them. Okay. And then I think I think they went to Ottawa after that. And then I think they hooked back down to Kingston. I think <laughs> that was that was it. But it was crazy. I like in the video in the documentary uh, when they uh, they were trying to come up with the set and uh, Gord said he wanted to play all the albums. Yeah. <laughs> and and they said that they had they were looking at each other trying to figure out how to uh, play the music. Why Gord is just singing away? Yeah, <laughs> you, you know. So it, and it's, it, it blows my mind. Like especially like when you like when you start to watch their very first rehearsals, and like Gord can't remember any of the lyrics. Yeah, he's he just standing there. Songs, and then all of a sudden he just like he they play that one song and I can't I can't remember Nautical, what song they play. disaster. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's just like everything just hit him. Everything comes back to him and. Like if I'm him and I'm saying I want to play a song, I want to play songs off every album. Like that's a lot of a lot of courage and guts for him to say that. But even as a band that's been around for thirty years, you probably have, like there's songs that 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 you released in the late '80s that you've probably played once or twice and never played again. And it's like learning something from new all over again. It just <laughs> it was a pretty incredible endeavor on their part and. 90 songs set list (laughs) it was yeah it was just it was unbelievable like just it it wasn't just the hits it was they they really did a good justice of of finding one or two songs from every album and making sure that they got their justice that's awesome i i didn't mean to make this uh the tragically hip hour man but (laughs) but i can talk about the hip forever man you know like (laughs) Like I said, man, I I I listen to your favorites every single day. You, you know uh, their album, their greatest yep. hits album, and yep. I, I got some people at my work hooked on them that never heard of them, and they're like, "Oh, these guys are good," you know. And then I got to tell them that Gord died, you know, a couple weeks ago, and then they get depressed. Yeah, you know. So <laughs> it, I it, I always like to call them Canada's biggest bar band because you could put them in any venue; it doesn't really matter. They're going to be incredible. Like they could play in a bar for for twenty people, or play at something like the Air Canada Center for nineteen thousand people, and you and, still have that intimate vibe no matter what. And they're just they were just such a good band. Like everyone had their role, and every one of them brought their own unique element to their sound. And it was just it, it, again, you're never going to see a band like that in Canada. At least I don't think I will. Oh, I think. Yeah, I can't even think it. Well, you got Justin Bieber. I know I should be kicked in the mouth for that one. <laughs> well, between Bieber and Nickelback and Celine Dion, we... oh, and Drake, and Drake. <laughs> oh, you know what? And so uh, Drake is—he's an interesting one, more so because I'm from Toronto and he's from Toronto. Um, and what he's done for the city in terms of—I don't want to say legitimizing it because it's—it is one of the kind of biggest cities in the world. He's just he's made he made Toronto relevant, I guess. Um, be it from a sports standpoint, where all of a sudden um, you have people that want to play for the Toronto Raptors because no one wanted to play in Canada for for our basketball team, um, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, Toronto's a pretty a pretty cool city. It's got a good nightlife. It's got a really diverse culture. It's got people that are really invested in the sports that are in the city. He just kind of brought a spotlight to that, and I, I'm not a huge fan of his music. I respect what he does, and I'll, 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 
I'll bop my head to a few of his tunes here and there. Um, but uh, he, he was a really important piece about kind of bringing a little bit more limelight to the city. Um, not that I'm sure other Canadians would like that just because we all t- tend to look at Toronto and people who live in Toronto will say that Toronto is the center of the, the center of the universe or the center of Canada. Um, but I think for us, it, it kind of helped, it, it, it kind of helped us boost our shoulders a bit and give us a little bit more confidence that like, Hey, Toronto's a, a legit city, just like New York, just like Chicago, just like San Francisco. Um, it was, you know, uh, I, he did a I, really I, good job of doing that. I really enjoyed being there uh, you know i like me me and west walked from the cn tower all the way down to the great hall which yep. is a, a long ass walk you know but we were stopping at the bars along the way <laughs> and uh man as we we're just walking in almost every other bar shooting the shit with like the patrons in there and yep and and they're like oh you got an accent and i'm like what are you talking about i got an accent you know and they're like oh you, you just don't sound like you're from here <laughs> and I was like, "Well, that's that's you know I mean," and then when I say I'm from Chicago. They're like, "Oh, cool!" And then they want to talk about the Blackhawks, yeah, <laughs> you know. So, but uh, no, I, I I really loved it, man, and and I, I definitely am coming back again. It's a fun city, and I'll, I'll say the same thing with Chicago. I've traveled to to Chicago for work a few times, um, and I've always had a blast down there. It, it feels like for me, it feels a lot like Toronto. So I feel you feel comfortable there. Like it's not overly big, um, but there's just you. You just it's got a really good nightlife, really good restaurants, really good shopping. It's right on the water, just like Toronto is. But you guys tend to pay a lot more attention to the fact that you're on the water than we do. <laughs> um, it's it's a it's a gorgeous city, and uh, it's. It's nice to be able to kind of experience a little bit of home somewhere else um, where it, it can be a little tough going to a new city sometimes because it's a little intimidating. But Chicago was always, uh, it, it always felt pretty comfortable to me. So, what did you think of uh, Halifax when you came here? I mean, I don't know if you got to see much of the, they call it a city, but really it's not a city, it's tiny. But what did you I think mean, of it? I did. I didn't get to see a ton of it. I basically, I got to the airport, took a cab to my hotel dropped everything off at the hotel and then went down to the seahorse basically for, for the entire day. Um, but I, I was telling Jonathan this when I got there that my very first, my, my very first experience where I was like, okay, this is a really cool city was, was actually my cab ride from the airport to go downtown. And the cab driver was, was asking me where you went from, what are you here for? And basically proceeded to give me a history lesson on Halifax yes. for about 40 minutes. And wow. it was, and and normally like I, I'm not I'm, I don't shy away from from conversations in cabs. I like I'm perfectly fine sitting there in complete silence. And if if the guy wants to ask like talk a little bit, I'm totally fine with that. I was like this guy had my attention for 40 minutes, and the amount that I learned about Halifax in that 40 minute ride is probably more than I learned about Halifax like even just in school here, um, <laughs> but just to see that sort of personality come out was just like, okay, like this is, if this is what I'm going to see throughout the rest of my time here, which is really only a day, um, then this city is pretty badass. And the same with the people at the hotel were phenomenal. All of the crew that were working on the pilot were phenomenal. It was just the city itself. I didn't get to see too much of it from, but from what I did saw, it was a really pretty city. Like just, 
obviously being right down by the water, um, it just it felt quaint. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it it was it was really nice, and it was a it was a hot day, so that was kind of surprising too. Um, because I think it was hot in Toronto too, but it was it was still pretty hot there. It, it was a it was a great time. I I, I definitely want to be able to come, I want to come back, uh, and really explore the city and not just kind of have my my beeline from hotel to venue next time I'm there. Um, yeah. But but from what I saw, it was a it was a gorgeous city. Well, well, we let, do let, have let, our let, pub crawl. Yeah, I was going to say, let me know when you do, man, and I'll show you around. Show you the, the city. That would be phenomenal. Know. I mean, I know that I, would be I phenomenal. I know I got to meet you briefly there um, for the yeah the. TNT share pilot. Yeah. But uh cuz I yeah. wasn't even expecting to see you there. I just turned around and I just seen this guy and I recognized him and then uh Kirk who I was with he was like, "Oh, that that's Mike." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, really? Wow." <laughs> so it was a, it was a nice surprise to see you there cuz I wasn't expecting it. It was a very last minute plan. Um and it was uh for me it was like the like the book release was kind of the 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 second icing on the cake. This was the the big one for me. Just again seeing the guys go from a weekly phone conversation to doing a live tour to getting that book deal, and then all of a sudden doing basically the their their live show in front of a TV crew. It's just it was phenomenal, um, and to be able to kind of go full circle on that was pretty special. So how did you know, you, how did you get involved with the with the guys to begin with? Like how how did this start for you? Uh, it, it started about I want to say three years ago. Um, the guys had recorded their first episode, and I I, I didn't know them at all beforehand. And uh, Jeremy had got on Twitter, and I'd been following Jeremy on Twitter forever just because I was a huge fan of Our Lady Peace, and he, he puts out a tweet on Twitter saying, "Does anybody can anybody help host our, or get our first podcast online? So I just randomly tweet him. I was like, well, I've got a little web server space if you want to put it up there. Like, I, I didn't know anything about SoundCloud at the time or iTunes and all that sort of jazz. So he 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 DMs me, and says, can I call you? And I'm just like, holy shit, Jeremy Taggart wants to call me. Like, <laughs> this is the guy from Arlie Peace. This, this was like a huge part of my my teenage years from a musical standpoint. So I'm like, yeah, give me a call. So we had a, a, a five-minute chat on the phone, figured out logistics in terms of, uh, of how he was going to get me to file and then when I would be able to put it up. And then they tweeted it out. And uh, that's how... I, I guess that's how I got initially involved, um, was just getting that first episode up. By by the second episode, they had figured out SoundCloud, and they were they were kind of humming that way. And then about a year, a year or so after the podcast was up, um, I I just one afternoon thought like, eh, maybe I'll make a little TNT site and just kind of take the all the content that they're that they're talking about on the podcast and get it online and. So I did it. I bought the domain name and I started building a really pretty shitty website to start with, um, but put it up. And I I sent a, a direct message to Jeremy at the time and said, like, hey, man, I built this website. I know it's your like I'm using TaggartandTorrens.ca. If you want the name, it's all yours. I don't want any ownership on this, but I just want to help kind of get the pot out there a little bit more. And he's like, holy, this is awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, 
and then we just kind of went on our merry way at that point. So I just started kind of continuously updating the site and putting content on based on the podcast or if I thought of some weird Canadian reference that I wanted to write about, then I would put it up there at that point as well. Um, and then kind of after that, I, I started up the Facebook page, started up the Instagram page and and running things on that and just trying to, again, to, to kind of expand the 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 overall platform of, of all the content that they had. Um, and I've just been doing that ever since. And uh, I think more now I have a lot more alignment with the guys in terms of kind of what we want the site to be and what should go up, especially like around tour time and like making sure we get links to all the, all the ticket venues to, to go and buy tickets for the shows or, or links to go and pre-order the book. Um, and it's just, it's kind of just been rolling that way for almost, I guess, just over two years now. And for me, it's, it's a hobby. Like I just love doing it. I, I started making my own websites back when I was like 12 or 13 with GeoCities and Angel Fire and Tripod <laughs> and all those kind of free sites. So I've always been interested in it. Um, and it's, it's just been more fun for me. And it's given me a really good opportunity to, to get to know Jeremy and Jonathan and uh, a lot better. And I think more importantly is all the people that just kind of are really into the podcast, like between Wes or the guys that maple syrup shots. Um, I would never have had the opportunity to meet those guys if it wasn't for the work that I was doing there. So you, you kind of build these relationships and friendships with people as an extension of this little hobby you're doing. It's a, it's a pretty cool thing to go through. How how did you get the name Mike the Bod? Did you give yourself that, or did <laughs> uh, or did Jonathan give it to you? I want to say fifty fifty. Um, there was a point at, uh, during a few of the of the TNT podcasts where Jeremy and or Jonathan would say like, "Thanks to Mike the Bod for putting this up on the website," or "Thanks to Mike the Bod for posting this or sharing this," or "Mike the Bod asked this question on Twitter." It's like, huh? Well, maybe I'll just kind of take that synonym and and just kind of make it my own because if that's the way my name's coming across on the podcast then maybe my online presence should kind of be tied to the same thing <laughs> um and i and i i so i just i did it that way and and hopefully when if people do engage with me it's i, I mean i don't just tweet and all that sort of stuff about tnt all the time like the majority of stuff is is supporting the podcast but i'll toss up little random canadian things here and there or uh, a little tipsy rants around how the Leafs are playing or <laughs> when I go camping or, or things like that. So I, I, at the end of the day, I might, but I guess in the, in the TNT universe, the, the Mike, the Bod tag is kind of stuck. You know, a lot of like we had Jonathan on a couple of weeks ago on our show mm-hmm. and uh, he, he called me scoots <laughs> and, and, fr- and from there on, even when I met him at the show, he's like Scoots from Major's Mess Hall, yeah, and now people are starting to call me Scoots. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, I'm like, that's crazy, man. How one person called me that, and then that's what they sticks. keep calling. Well, yeah, it, it, it's it's funny. Like in when I when I was in high school, um, all of my friends used to call me Biggie, and it started off as uh, uh, as kind of a short form for big country because i used to play basketball in high school and big country was the one of the guys that played for the vancouver grizzlies at the time so i'm a, I'm a 
Yeah, Bryant Reeves. So I'm I'm a, a bigger, uh, chubbier white guy who's playing basketball. Why do we just call this guy Big Country? And then it just it turned into it just turned into Biggie, and with all of the, I'm pretty much still best friends with all the all the guys that went to public school and high school with. So for I don't know, 25 years of my life, I've never really been called Mike. I've always been called Biggie or some abbreviation of Biggie in one way, shape, or form. So I'm used to having that nickname tied to me or used to having not my actual name be what people call me. Um, But it's funny how one or two people just start calling you something and then all of a sudden it just kind of sticks and then no one remembers what your actual name is anymore. (laughs) Well, we appreciate your time, man, and... uh... I know you got to get ready for the Leafs, so. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, again, thank you, man. Yeah, no worries. Thanks so really much, Mike. And guys. You, you really are an, an awesome guy. You really are. You live up to the name Mike the Bad, and we really do appreciate you uh, coming on and having a chat with I, us. No worries. Thanks so much, guys. And if you ever come back to Chicago, look me up, man. I will. No, really, for sure. don't don't do that. It's a mistake. <laughs> I did I did it once, and I regretted it ever since. Oh, shut <laughs> up. I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll make sure I bring a, a bottle of Advil and a bottle of Gatorade for the next day. <laughs> right on, man. Cheers, so, Mike. You have, a, you have a good night, Mike. Yeah, thanks, fellas. See you, man. No problem. Take care. Hi, I'm Jonathan Torrens, and you're listening to Major's Mess Hall Podcast. There was our chat there with uh, Mike DeBad, so I want to say thanks, Mike, for coming on. It means a lot to us. We had a really great ch- chat. I'm sure Craig regrets not coming on after listening to that. Craig? Oh, really wanted to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. I just, the interviews are just, no, it's not the thing I like to do. They're not interviews, though. They're, re- they're really not. We're not interviewers. We, we just have a chat. That's We just call them interviews, but they're really not. We just have a chat. So what you're saying is you don't like talking to people. True. That's essentially it, isn't it? Yeah. Craig, I've got to ask you a question, mate, and if you say no, then we won't talk about it. But it's a question that I think is is very funny. It happened years ago, and I think it would make a very funny story for the podcast, so I have to ask your permission if we can talk about it. If we can't, we will abandon it. I think I've already told Scott about this before, so it's not like Scott's going to wonder what we're talking about. But can we talk about the special cup incident? Uh. Okay. Right, so uh, years ago, and it must be going back like probably 12 years ago, Craig, do you reckon? Yeah, maybe. Well, it was something like that anyway. Me and uh, me and my cousin, Dan... <laughs> Craig used to hate it when me and Dan were together because we used to wind him up. But we were talking to him about like um, having a having a quick uh, five knuckle shuffle, uh, a wank in the bank. Yeah, wank bank. Uh, I'm trying to think of other names we can call it as well. Uh, shaking hands with the one-eyed milkman. Any more, Scott? Uh, Paul in the goalie. Yeah. So basically, uh, we were just having a chat with Craig about, you know, this is what guys do, we do this, you know. We asked him, do you do that, Craig? And he, he was like, he didn't want to talk about it, he was quite private, so he was like, no. And we were like, come on, mate, you've got to admit you do. So in the end, he admitted, he was like, yeah, I do, I, I do have the, 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 I have I have the slight, the odd one every now and then. And we were like, oh, okay. And then uh, <laughs> we asked him, um, 
Where, when he does it, where does he do it? Like, what's the situation when he does it? I'm trying to be as uh, PC as I can here. And he goes, uh, <laughs> he just snapped in the end and he goes, I have a special cup. So we were like, fucking hell, like, what do you mean this cup? Like, you know, most most guys would just get like a box of Kleenex or something or just go in the bathroom and figure, figure it out in there or whatever. So we were like, we were a bit shocked when he said, I've got this cup. We were like, what fucking cup? What cup is this? What, what cup is he using? So we kept we kept pressing him. He wouldn't tell us. He was just dead quiet. He wouldn't speak about it. And we, we pushed him that much that he just snapped. And he said, this, this little cup in the bathroom. <laughs> He's talking about the fucking cup that you rinse your mouth out with when you brush your teeth. That little cup that's in the bathroom, which he says nobody ever fucking uses. It's just in it's there. Tr- it's true. No one's ever used it. I know, mate, but the thought, if I ever stayed at your house, I probably would have used that cup. But it's minging, mate. I, mean, I know it's often... fucking minging. No, it was it was minging before <laughs> that incident. Fucking hell. So then, so <laughs> then we were like... <laughs> Is it still there now? Yeah. So uh, we... Uh, we started asking him about it, like going, "What, what, you, what are you doing that for? You can't use that cup." We're just giving him shit about using this cup, trying to explain to him basic fucking hygiene and how you shouldn't do that. And then he just snaps at us again, and he goes, "I just use any cup." Oh boy! So at that point, we were like, never having another drink in Craig's house ever again. I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, explain yourself, mate. Or do you not want to explain yourself? The reason it was like the whole thing was new to me. Scott? I'm I'm baffled, man. You've got to have something to say there, mate. Don't drink out of cups from Craig's house. And should have just shot the shit in at the damn Kleenex. (laughs) But no... In Craig's defence, in Craig's defence, and I don't know how I am defending him, but in Craig's defence, he was a little bit weird back then, weren't you, mate? Well, maybe that's the, maybe <laughs> maybe that's the wrong terminology, but he was a little bit different back then, weren't you? You did have, you were in well, your worst I way. A, I was in my worst. I wasn't thinking. I was just doing whatever. He didn't give a shit back then. He just used to do whatever he liked. He didn't come out. He never used to have baths. You went a whole year without having a bath, didn't you? No, I think I just had. No, I think I had like one bath. That was it. One bath in the whole year. Yeah. Six months in, or like eight months know. in. And Could have been any time. Just, just once a year. Fucking imagine the colour of the water. <laughs> the smell. I know. Jesus. Cologne you know, can only cover up so much. You just have like a. Nasty rash down around my groin area. Yeah, your balls are probably stuck no, to your no, leg. No, no, it was like it was like a it was like rash, like just to say it's like your thigh, but it's in between. Yeah, it's, like on, it's, on, it's on your thigh, but it's like like next to the crack of your groin or something. Yeah, you, that that would be your groin. Okay. Fucking hell, mate! You probably, you probably needed a screwdriver to scrape your bollocks off your leg. <laughs> so I like, pure stunk back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, pure stunk. Yeah. I know he did used to have. A, I know that he'd, he'd come in the house. No, not not my house. That was in his in his house in the bedroom with the cup. But he used to come round to my house and he'd sit on the couch and he'd sit against the couch. And then when he got up, there was a shine on the couch from the oil. <laughs> 
I mean, mum used to say he can't don't have him sitting on the couches anymore. So I had to like he was banned from sitting on the furniture until he got a wash because he used to leave an oil. You could see where Craig's body was. <laughs> you, can, you, you can say like it, it's like um, say good night to the bad guys when Randy gets off Julian's chair. Yeah, yeah that's that was it. That's what it was like. <laughs> but it's stunk of pure shite. <laughs> oh fuck's sakes. <laughs> Why are you depressed? That's just horrible, man. I know, it was it was in his worst way. I saved him, didn't I, Craig? <laughs> yeah. I'd like to know where he'd be now. If I'm not blowing my own trumpet here. Again, that's what Craig does with the cop. But um he uh, I'd like to know where he would be if if I hadn't have intervened. Because uh he was literally going down a very dark alley. Mm-hmm. Where do you reckon you'd be now, Craig? Probably would have kept put, kept on putting on more weight. The trampy. Probably no girlfriend or anything like that. Yeah. Probably being a doll. Living <laughs> in the streets. Still using the cup. <laughs> Just cracking his cup. And watching pain. Porn. Yeah. Um. As well. We, we bought him that blow-up doll. We've talked about it before, Fatty Patty, the blow-up doll. We bought him that, and he was pissed off with us. And the reason we bought him the doll was so he wouldn't have to use the cup in the bathroom. So you think he'd be a little bit more... But, but it it disappeared, as as we all know. Yeah, that, that it was weird that your dad took that doll and you never seen it again. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it's gone. It's weird. Imagine, what would you do if you came home one day and it was blown up? Put a wooden beetle. Sitting at the dinner table. Yeah, sitting at the... <laughs> or you just walked in your dad's room and he's just letting the air out of it. I just wouldn't say anything. Just walk out. It's your property though, mate. But well, I didn't want it. At least let it clean, them out, clean her out. <laughs> God. Right, this, this shite's gone on for long enough. I think we need to wrap it up. Right, I was so- just looking at a picture of a Christmas kebab in Liverpool right now. Why are you looking at Liverpool shit? No, I'm just scrolling through like my Twitter, you know, to, to maybe have something funny to say. And it's, it's got roasties, sprouts, parsnips, crisp bacon, fries, stuffing, turkey, fries. gravy, cranberry, and mayo. Fries. <laughs> it looks amazing, man. <laughs> it annoys me the way you say roasties. <laughs> That's how I say. No, it's not. It's not how you say. You are like you, you're turning into a little Englishman. It's not. You, you come out of all this stuff like it does me head in and all this, but it's all stuff you've picked up off me and Craig and TV it's shows. Been, hang, been hanging around with us too long. I know, but but it says roasties. That's 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 how they describe it. Yeah, because that's what it is in the UK. But to you, it's I, roast potatoes. I don't even know. Oh, I don't even know what the hell a roasty is. I was oh, just reading... Scott, man, next right, when you come down here in May, we're having a roast. I'll make it a roast. You're going to have roasties. Prop... And if you, come to it, if you do come to England, you can come round to my mum's house and have a proper Sunday roast. And what are bacon fries? I mean, this sounds I've never great. never heard of what that is. don't know what that is. Not, that shouldn't be on there, neither should... You said fries as well, or was that... Was that one thing? No, I said fry. bacon fries. Yeah, no, that's that. That shouldn't be on the plate. That's wrong. But mate, you haven't you haven't lived until you've had a proper English roast dinner. I will fix it up, mate, big time. 
and beans and uh, beans. The beans and bread or beans and toast. Beans and toast. Beans on toast. Yeah, beans on toast. Yeah, that's I can make you that as well. Sounds good. Well, we've got to we've got to do this, mate. We've got to get you a roast dinner, in you. <laughs> but yeah, even you, even your wife said that. Like I'm saying, wife, but obviously we call Karen. But to everyone else, Scott's wife. Even she says that you talk different when you're around us. <laughs> it's bad habit, man. And and when I was up in Toronto, I kept saying, "Hey," because one of the guys that uh, listens to Taggart and Torrens, he keeps saying "Hey," so I just kept saying "Hey," and and it was really weird. Right. Okay. Well, we we can wrap it up now. So. I don't know what you, it's Craig. I'm sure you probably got some stuff you want to add, or no? Okay, Scott, do you want to add anything to episode 59? Do you want to do a little plug for the uh, the next episode that's coming up, episode 60, our Christmas special? You know what? I yeah, episode 60 is coming up, and we got a a very very special guest on the show with us. I've been trying to get him on the air for a couple years but he's always been busy working one day a week a year so uh i'm not talking about craig so uh, (laughs) (laughs) so stay tuned guys as always like us share us follow us and uh, said that in a while thanks to all the people that uh reached out and said that they liked scott's song i mean it wasn't scott's song but it was uh, from episode 57 we did that uh that remix song for Scott. Like us, share us, follow us, retweet us. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a bit like Eiffel 65. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have it on my uh, my playlist. So, all right, guys, as always, so. thank you. Okay. And uh, check us out at the. Uh, I'm sorry, this is the 2017. <laughs> Check us out at majorsmatshall.com. See ya. Craig. Craig. See ya. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>